Well, the season might be over. The players might be on the beach. Brucey might be in. I've uh, got to have his feet up with a strawberry daiquiri in his hand. But it is far from that way at the Baggies Broadcast HQ. There's no rest for myself and Joe Massey, although technically I did have last week off. Um, but podcast-wise, we're still here. We're churning them out week after week after week. Um, we're going to have a bit of a break soon after our little summer series, but we're still going, Joe. Um, how are you, my friend? It feels quite weird. We haven't spoken really over the last few days, but basically for the two, three weeks before that, Albion fans won't know, but I probably spoke to you more than I spoke to my girlfriend, really. And I probably saw you more than I saw her, to be honest. We were... Living in each other's pockets over the last few weeks, weren't we? We've been everywhere together, haven't we, mate? We're All two over. little peas in the pod. We basically, if we're not talking on a Zoom call, then we're talking on the phone or we're in the car together. We are literally inseparable. Um, well, we have been until you went on holiday and left me behind. Sorry, mate. Uh, that's all right, mate. You deserved your break. It's a nice image of Steve Bruce with a strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, I can imagine him like floating, floating round on one of them lilos that's got like a, a cup holder in the side. Yeah, he loves a lazy river, doesn't he, Steve? Does Bruce? he? I, I don't know. I'm just making. I'm just. I'm just guessing, mate. <laughs> We've never had that conversation. Oh, I know. I thought you'd asked him the question no. in the press or something. Transfer targets for the season. Who do yeah. you want rid of? Lazy rivers. Talk do to you me. like? Do you like a rubber ring? <laughs> I bet he does, though. He's got a rubber yeah, ring vibe can to imagine, him. Can imagine him. What a way yeah. to start. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how are you, mate? How, um, how are you enjoying things? You've got your weekends back. I'm sure you. I'm sure the family are happy with that. How, how's you, how, how are you adjusting to? To summer life, um, isn't it? It is. This is going to sound ridiculous, but it is a genuine adjustment. Yeah. Because um, you get it sounds weird, but I'm not. I'm not used to having two days off. I'm not used to having weekends because I get a day off in the week and then one day off at the weekend, don't I? Um, but it feels weird having weekends. It really does. Um, yeah, it is an adjustment. Working Monday to Friday, strange as well. Um, but yes, mate, all good, all good, mate. Yeah, all good. Good tough time with the kids, like you said. Um, so yeah, all good, all good. It's I weird, was... isn't it? Like you, I mean, I got, I got to be honest. I'm slightly missing the football. I didn't think I would be. Yeah, because um, we, we all, you do. Like, it's crazy. Like I wasn't, I was, I was desperate for the season to end for about ten weeks, and it ended. And I was like, oh, I do miss it a bit. But <laughs> it won't be long. How was your, uh, how was your trip over to Wales? Just, to, just for a bit of context, Baggy's broadcast listeners. I'm like a quarter Welsh. My grandfather was born in Wales, and I actually live. My back garden's basically in Wales, but Joe. Joe's quite offensive towards the Welsh. I'm not he, offensive. He, yeah, you, you can't are, say you that, are. mate. Yeah, you are. You are. You 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 call me Welsh as if it's a if it's a a negative thing. But I Joe just, actually went to Wales the other day. I you didn't know, go, went, mate. You didn't go. Oh <laughs> no, you cancelled it because you don't like Wales. It came to my senses and thought, no chance. Oh, uh, any baggies, like, any baggies Welsh fans, just pepper him on Twitter. I'm not offensive about Wales, actually. I just, I just play on the fact that you are the most Welsh person I've, I've ever met. I actually yet... have a bag with the FAW the Welsh FA logo on it as well from my time working in Welsh football. And he always, I walk past, he goes, here he is with his Welsh bag. Here he is, little Welsh boy. <laughs> So anyway, any Welsh baggies fans, just target him. And you, you love what, like, you talk about Welsh football all the time. It's great, mate. Nobody great. cares about Welsh game. football, though, really, they do, do they? Though, no. though they do, they do. Do they? Take, if you're lucky enough, I'll take you to a game one day. You are just so incredibly Welsh, yet you claim that you're only 15, a quarter Welsh, sorry. I'm um, a quarter Welsh. Is, yeah, and you're not, mate. You're like, you're proper Welsh. Um, but that's that's a good thing. Don't say oh no. I'm don't not, don't don't. He's hey, not like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, he's not like this. When the microphones are off and the cameras are off, he's not like this at all. This is not true. This is not true. <laughs> this is this is um this is like defamation. This is I could see you. <laughs> Telling you, mate. 
telling you. I'll take you to a game. I'll treat you to. I'll take you to a game one day. A little Welsh game. You'll enjoy that. A little day out. A little baggies broadcast day out. What um, TNS? No, we're not going there. But they like the money bag. People don't like them. Is that right? Yeah, they're not really. No one's really a fan of them. But um, no. we digress anyway. But yeah, so you out, so you didn't go to Wales, but you've you've been enjoying your time off anyway, which yeah, is good. Okay. Um, Great podcast material. Yeah, I tell you what, Joe was excited the other day as well. I was there on my week off drinking my coffee. I was actually at my parents' house at the time, and my dad's a big Baggies Broadcast fan, and I was like, oh, Joe's a bit excited. He sent me all these new logos for the Baggies Broadcast. He was getting excited. There were some good options on there, Joe, but he seemed to have picked a good one. Yeah, it's gone down well with the Baggies fans, anyway. I think it's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, a listener, TJ Smithy, TJ Smithy underscore, at TJ Smithy underscore on Twitter, um, if anyone wants to give him a follow. Um yeah, just literally messaged me out of the blue, says he listens to the pod, and did I like any of these logo designs? And I thought, I actually really do like these logo designs. They're absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, so yeah, he sent a couple through. We, me and you picked one, didn't we? We did. We did, yeah. They were they were brilliant, to be fair. And, you know, fair play for him to get in touch as well. And, you know, it shows how popular the pod is that people want to get in touch and help out. So yeah, we've got our... We've got an official logo now. We're getting, we're getting a bit new professional logo here, aren't we? New season, mate. I know, I like we're, it. I'm really happy. We're going up in the world. We're, we're getting professional. We're going to be on that top 10 podcast charts before long, I'm telling you. We should be, mate. We should be. Anyway, that that brings me nicely on. That's a nice little... Um, what's the word? I can't think of it now. Anyway, it brings me nicely segway. on to... Segway. That's it, yeah. To Mr. Dan Ashworth. Last week's oh. podcast has oh. gone down an absolute tree. We talk, Joe was excited for a reason. I'm sure some Albion fans are going, oh, he's getting a bit overexcited about this. It can't be that good. It was, really. You know, we're not blowing our own trumpets, but we are. Um, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, so many people have listened to it. So many people have commented. So many people are still listening to it. Um, Joe, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was nice to get it out there. You were like, you were itching to get out, get it out there, and we've got it out there, and it's just gone down so well. I was itching to get it out there. Um, yeah, I don't think we're really blowing our own trumpets. I think it's fair to say Dan Ashworth did. 95% of the work. Yeah. Um, pretty much needed yeah. the rest by getting him um, on. But yeah, other than that, it was, um, yeah, just, yeah, like I said, so excited to get him right. So excited to get it out. I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I think I'm right in saying, I'm not, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head when we got Chris Brunt and James Morrison on what those figures did. I'm pretty sure this is a record. We've had record listens to this. To Dan I'll Ashworth. confirm that the next time we, we catch up. Um, I can, I'll go I'm back not going to say what my dream target was, but we're just a little bit short of that. Only a little bit. We might not um, be. I haven't had a look at the figures. Oh, well, we might be hit it. We might hit we, it. We could um, have had a spike overnight. Um, so, yeah, unbelievable numbers, though. Unbelievable numbers um, for the Dan Ashworth podcast. So, yeah, amazing, amazing. I, just, I mean, look, I'm so proud of it. I've got to be honest. Um like so proud like, I just think it was an absolutely fascinating listen I had people message me say they listened twice um, yeah. and I can understand why because I think he said so much that sometimes you needed to go back and listen to it again and again I, I've listened to it a couple of times because I was typing out quotes for, for paper, stories for the paper so but I think it was that good in my opinion you could, he was that good I should say that you could listen to it twice um, yeah absolutely fascinating Put the first story out today. How Robson Khan are going to tweet it in a little yes. bit, actually. I haven't done it yet. Um, very, very interesting comments from him about basically how Albion didn't have the direction needed to compete for promotion last season. And that is why he left. Um, made it abundantly clear that he did not like um, 
how out what the sort of the goings on at Albion behind the scenes, and that is why he decided not to stay last summer. Look, we have to caveat that now. We've looked changes, of of course, have been made behind the scenes since how Robson Carner has left. Juki has gone as CEO, um, and Ron Gourlay has come in, and we've all seen over the last couple of months that Ron Gourlay started to make some big, big changes. Um, I'm sure Ron Gourlay would agree with a lot of what how Robson Carner said, but yeah, uh, very interesting. Um, yeah, very, very interesting comments from Robson Carno. So that's out today with a couple more. I'll do over the next couple of days. And then, yeah, that'll be out a week today, I think. Is that right? Week today, yeah. Then we're going to have Sam Field. Then we're going to have Paul Robinson. And then we were going to record this a couple of weeks ago, weren't we, Joe? But we had a few technical difficulties. Um, we'll tell you it is. We've got former baggies captain Derek McInnes is coming on the baggies broadcast. Um, Derek's currently away at the moment. And he was going to come on the podcast while he was on holiday because he's just such a trooper. Um, but we had a few technical difficulties, so we've got to rearrange that one. Uh, and then potentially a final biggie. Fine, um, potentially a final potentially biggie. Potentially a final yes, biggie. a very yeah. biggie. Uh, almost yeah. as big as Dan Ashraf, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. On par, perhaps, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe uh, a little bit bigger. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, yeah. He's, he's up there. He's up there. But, um, uh, but yeah, so we're going to be... Podcast arrival Ashworth, let's say yeah. that. Potentially. So what we were going to, our plan was to put these out every two weeks. But what we're going to do, we're going to do them back to back over the next few weeks. See how we go on. Me and Joel will be back to do sort of a wrap up episode. I know we say end of the season, but end of the series. Then we'll have a little bit of a break, midsummer, a couple of weeks, um, and then we'll be back, bang into action, ready for the new season. But we, um, so yeah, so you've definitely got four guest podcasts. Well, five really, because we will speak to Derek McInnes, potentially a sixth, um, but we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, right, now, this is the part of the podcast, usually, where Albion have lost or been <laughs> rubbish. Usually, well, judging on last season, and we'll go, right, we've got five talking points to talk about the game. We don't really want to talk about it because we just want to forget about it. Anyway, it's not the case this week. As you might well have seen on social media, um, myself and Joe were part of a stellar lineup that took on the West Bromwich Albion media team, past and present, at the Hawthorns um, last Tuesday. Um, and we won, Joe. We won by eight goals to six. Skipped us to victory. You it's... did skip us to victory over a West Brom side. Player manager as well, Joe was, by the way. He was on the technical area. I was playing he was there. there. Rob Gurney was that manager. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, but they all right. Player assistant manager, you were on the sort of touchline in the second half or towards the end of the second Directing. half. I had my Carlos Corberan on, I was pointing, I split my, split my full-back, so I want yeah. you out wide, out wide, make the pitch big. Yeah, yeah, that weren't happening, was it? No, no it wasn't Full-backs happening. weren't playing, playing too wide. Um, but yeah, we won by eight goals to six against a West Brom team who took it very, very seriously. And they were very good at times. They had us on the ropes. Um, but Joe, let's, let's come up with some, let's have a bit of fun. A few talking points from that game. Um, <laughs> okay. Centre-half. To start with was myself and Joe. Now, Joe's in his 30s, but he's more athletic than I am. I'm 28. Well, not saying a lot, is it? I can't run. I can, I, I, I'd like to say I had a good range of passing. Anyway, we were about 3-1 down in about 20 minutes because me and Joe thought we could play offside on the halfway line <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. We just got a bit excited. And then we had um, Graham Bryce, who works for The Sun. Very good goalkeeper, great talker, but he wanted us to play offside on the halfway line. He wanted to play Valerian Ishmael, high press, high relentless press. high press. So basically, you've got me and Joe who can't really run very fast. Tim Nash, um, who's a freelance journalist, who's worked for the Express and Start, left back, who had a really good game, um, but sort of similar age. And then Matt Mayer on the other side, the Aston Villa and Express and Start chief correspondent. So there was no chance we were playing a high line. 
So I think after that we were sort of camped on the edge of our own box, weren't we, Joe? Um, but yeah, that that was one talking point. I thought we did all right, Joe. To be honest, I thought we did okay. We did okay. We got torn apart by Atfield early on, but just to caveat that, all Atfield's goals were tappings. So, yeah, and also, yeah. mate, I haven't played football for about five years and I haven't well, played 11 aside for about 10 years, so I had zero match sharpness. I mean, yeah. zero match sharpness. And we still won. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. That's, there the, is that. that's the thing. Hatfield's there is that. Uh, he got his hat trick. Do you know what, Luke Hatfield? Well done, you got yourself a hat trick. Football's about winning for me. Like, it's about winning. <laughs> Just like, yeah, no one, remember, no, one, no one will remember that. It's about the victory, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'd much rather captain a team to victory than. Yeah. Uh, then score a hat-trick in defeat. It was... Uh, and to be honest, Luke Hatfield's hat-trick was irrelevant because Alex Dickin on our team, uh, Wolves reporter for Birmingham Mail, scored four. He scored four. He um, actually told Joe before kick-off he was going to score a hat-trick. He actually told me before he was going to score a hat-trick. And he actually, when he scored his first goal, he ran over to me and said, that's first of three. Very confident boy, Alex Dickin. Very confident in his own ability. Uh, but he was right to be. He was right to be. Um, he did effectively win us the game. Um, Greg Evans, Albion fan, but covers Villa yeah. Athletic. He got a couple. Joe Edwards couple, covers yeah. Walsall for us. He got a couple. Um, yes, mate. And it was a team performance, wasn't it? And they had they had individuals. They had all their individuals. They thought they were all fancy dans. Luke Hatfield, the biggest example, obviously. But they weren't a team, mate. They weren't a team. And Andy Johnson, mate. Andy I just Ked- about to say my my next talking point was the psychological battle between Massey. And Johnson, Quite twenty minutes head, in. Well, no, not even twenty minutes. Twenty seconds in. Massey, do you ever shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Johnson. Yeah, he was. Uh, he wasn't happy at all. He wasn't happy. He's but he's down in the podcast ratings compared to us, and he lost last week as well. Andy Johnson needs a win Poor in right, life. Johnny. He needs a win in life. He can't beat. He can't beat us at football. He can't beat us at a podcast war. Just just a few other talking points. We'll uh well we we were six three up at the break. We were cruising, absolutely cruising. Anyway, it was six five um when I gave away a penalty. Um basically gave away a penalty. Well, what do you mean? Conceded we a wrestled someone to the floor. It well, was the most blatant I, spot to be honest, anyone's ever it was, seen. I, it was six of, six of one and a half. No, it wasn't. The other, no, I it thought wasn't, he had a full of my shit. No, it wasn't at all. He had about a 20 metre. Run on! <laughs> I had about a twenty-minute run on him, and he still managed to get the wrong side of me, and I just ripped him to the ground. Um, and then Bryce, he almost saved it, but it went to six-all. But then we were just—we had too much from late on. We in dug deep, didn't we? We dug, dug deep. We did dug deep, and I have to say, at one point, it was like a really slow-moving basketball match. So everyone was tired, so the ball would just go to one end, and we just turn around and we just run towards the other end, and it was just going back and two. And I, I, I had the ball in the middle of the field. I play, and Ollie Westbury, by the way, who's oh, just yeah. got a job with the Top Star, who's been shadowing Joe as a work experience guy, he was exceptional. Um, but me and Ollie Westbury were just popping a few passes in the middle of the pitch, and I was like, it's pretty good there, so I'm quite, quite enjoying myself now. Um, but yeah, we got over the line. Massey was on the sideline cheering us on. Oh yeah, and as well, I thought my, uh, my what's the word, Joe? My time wasting and just... My dark arts was like nine out of ten. <laughs> I I went down with cramp. I didn't have cramp, and the ref said if you if the physio comes on, not that we had a physio, but if the physio comes on, you've got to go off. So I was shot straight up, and at this point, I was over um, by the corner of near the corner of the east stand and the Birmingham Road end. So then Joe Joe signalled, give that little sort of roll of the fingers, substitution yeah. dreary. So I walked as slow as you can 
all the way across the pitch and then the ref, the ref just started the game at the end when I was still on the pitch which I thought was a bit unprofessional of him um, the ball cut, the ball the ball fell into the dugout didn't it I rolled it down the line the other oh, way yeah. out of the way from the from the thrower yeah so if if if, if there were people on that Albion team that didn't know me they probably thought I was a bit of an idiot to be honest uh, but you all, it all worked it ran down the clock and we won the game then we had a penalty shootout which me and Joe both messed our penalties didn't we Joe uh, mate, my, uh, yeah. yours is still rising <laughs> Yours is on. I tell you where yours is. Yours is on top of the Allied Bakeries building, the I other side of the Birmingham Road. End. I'm at the Hawthorns. I'm taking a penalty. I'm not gonna just try and put it bottom corner. Yeah. I'm going top corner, full glory. And yeah, I actually, my ball actually ended up in row U. I've got no problems. It wasn't row Z. It didn't make row Z. Um, it was row U. Yeah. And it was going towards the top corner. Um, but no, it wasn't. Was, it was. It was going down the middle. It wasn't. It was going top right, mate. Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, my re- that's not my recollection of it. No, it was going top right. <laughs> and then yeah, I had to go collect the ball with my head down in shame. And it was on row U. Yeah. Luke Hatfield went in goal for the penalties. He was unbelievable in the shootout. He was diving everywhere. He's tipping them over. Well, he didn't have to do much for mine because I just sort of passed it down the middle. Really, I just had no energy, and he read me. Well. I knew he'd. I knew he'd probably save it. I just had no energy to kick the ball, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he was uh, he was fun. He was he was very good. But up, yeah, our penalties were woeful. But that that was just a little bit of fun at the end. The the, the real game went the way of us, didn't it? So. Yeah. What mattered? What went the, went our what, way? What mate? mattered? What mattered? But in all seriousness, it was in memory of uh, of, of Talksport commentator and a, a big Albion fan, Nigel Pearson, who sadly passed away recently. Um, and we raised, I think, around five hundred pound. Um, for a for a charity of the the Pearson's family's choice, so it was all uh, it was all for a good a good cause. Which yeah, it's a nice fantastic. moment at the start as well. We all stood in the circle and did a minute's applause for Nigel, yeah. which was really good. And yeah, I think it's about four hundred pounds in the end um, that has gone to the uh, Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund, um, which is really good. So yeah, that was good. It was good. It was good. Right, and uh, hopefully there'll be a rematch next year, and I'll be a lot fitter then, Joe. Hopefully, yeah, we're gonna. Um, we're gonna get on a. T- we're gonna go on a trade. Joe's gonna take us on a training camp to Wales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, well, we're yeah. To- <laughs> run up some hills. I got. I got a lot of contacts in Wales. I can get some ground sorted. <laughs> I know you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Well, talking points really. Last couple of weeks, you know, there's not a lot been going. Well, not a lot of football been going on, obviously, because the season's over. But um, there's been a, f- a little sort of snippets of news coming out of the baggies. They released their retained. Released a retained list yesterday. It wasn't. It was the worst kept secret in the world because we knew most of them were going anyway. Um, but yeah, Joe, big news yesterday. Obviously, the confirmation that Sam Johnston has not signed a new contract, which we all knew. Uh, Andy Carroll's obviously going. He went a few weeks ago after he was told he wasn't going to be part of Brucey's plans for next season. Romain Sawyer's, which we'll come on to Sawyer's. Actually, we won't talk about him now. We'll come on to that separately. Um, he's gone and then the academy graduates really Joe quite a few of them have gone um, what was your take on it yesterday were you surprised by any of the names I suppose we weren't surprised by the the household names if you like um, but the the younger names was there anyone on there you expected to to, to carry on or not um, n- no not really if I'm honest um, the one in terms of the young lads who got released the, 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 was a bit of an a sort of you did wonder was a lad called Texera. Yeah. Um, who, I've got to be honest, when I've ever seen him play, he's been very, very good. Um, and he's played, he played very, very well in that Premier League Cup final, I thought, in Century. He's sort of a central midfielder who's got a bit of everything, really. He's tenacious, 
Um, <clears throat> he's decent on the ball. Um, yeah, he keeps things neat and tidy. Can spot a pass. He, he does. He does work his socks off. Quite quick, um, I think, from what I gather. The thing I hope I is that, like I'm not being unfair. The, the the big question mark, obviously, against him is his size. Um, he is quite small. Um, and I'd imagine that I'd, I would imagine that was the issue really there. I mean, I don't know this. I'm just it's purely hypothetical. But when he was a player, when you watch him. He seems to kind of have a bit of everything, really, um, in terms of technical ability and desire and hunger and energy. He had he ticked an awful lot of boxes for me. A very very good footballer, um, <clears throat> but he was he is he is small. Um, so you just look you, you, the way football's going. You have to be you have to be a physical presence, and you just wonder wh- wh- whether he is, whether he is big enough. I don't know. I, mean, I could be wrong. That might not be the reason. But look, I'm sure he'll go on and. Um, um, go on and find, pick up a club, no problem at all, because he, he did seem to have an awful lot of ability. Um, other than that, no, no real surprises. Um, in terms of like, <clears throat> yeah, the, look, we've all known for ages Sam Johnson's leaving. It is a shame because, A, I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper, and B, I think he is a genuinely lovely person. I think if you look on Twitter the last 24 hours, um, there's been a lot of people who work at the club um, have come out and <clears throat> sort of wished him all the best. I've just seen a, just seen a little uh, Twitter interaction between Johnson and our very own Luke Hatfield. Having really? Having a bit of banter, yeah. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he, Luke Hatfield? Um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, like I think that says it all, really. Like a lot of people behind the scenes at Albion are <clears throat> speaking incredibly highly of Sam Johnston. He's obviously talking to them on Twitter as well. And yeah, he's a he's good he's a good man, good bloke, um, and uh, and the truth is a very 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 good goalkeeper. Um, and I've got absolutely no doubt in my mind that he'll get a Premier League club and he'll probably be number one at that Premier League club next season. I really think he will be. Um, look, it's an absolute shame to see him go. It is. <clears throat> um, he was absolutely outstanding when we were in the Premier League. Outstanding. Um, some of the, like, I mean, he was just absolutely brilliant, that Man City game in particular. Um, uh, but there's, there were so many times he was brilliant. Uh, it is a shame he's moving on, but <clears throat> Albion are bigger than Sam Johnson, of course they are. Um, and there's not there's not really positives in him going because he is such a good player and he's he, well, he's a top ten Premier League goalkeeper in my opinion, and you just don't get them in the Championship very often. Um, <clears throat> but the only slight positive in him going is, from what we understand, he was Albion's top earner. Um, or joint top earner, if you like, with maybe one or two others. But he was on a very, very, very high championship wage, um, a wage that probably the vast majority of clubs in the championship aren't paying like anywhere near that to some of their players. So <clears throat> I think we are in a position with Sam Johnston where his wage um, could probably play for two players, Um or not a million miles off two players, and I mean two very good players. Um, so, look, do I wish he was staying? Yes. Do I think he's brilliant? Yes. I think he's a smashing bloke as well. Um, but look, Sam Johnson needs to be in the Premier League. He deserves to be in the Premier League. He deserves to have a shot at getting in the England squad for the World Cup. He can't be held back, really. It's as simple as that. And the silver lining for Albion is that that has freed money up for... <clears throat> Two players, I'd say. Um, two players are very, very close to two players. Um, and they'll hopefully be two big players um, for Albion next season. Yes. 
Certainly. Um, just on other things. Well, just on Johnson, really. You know, I, I was off yesterday and I obviously keep abreast of Albion News, so I saw the news and I was going to sort of tweet about Johnston, but I thought, you know what, the last time I tweeted about Johnston leaving, I got absolutely battered for saying he was, he's been a great servant to Albion, which I, I 100% still stand by. But just uh, for a little minute, Joe, little chat, it, it, he's a funny one, Johnston, because he has done well for Albion, I think. He's been probably been Albion's, arguably Albion's most consistent performer in the time that he's been at the club, four, four five years, four years. Um, but he's for some for, for some section of fans, he's, he's still... Not that his face hasn't fit, but he hasn't sort of won the hearts of some fans. Is that fair to say? And it's a little bit strange, really. I suppose you get these players every now and then, don't you? But, but yeah, I think the flack he gets is isn't is unjustified. To be honest, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I've, I don't know. I think there's two two factors. That I think I think and I think the trouble is that voices like that on social media are so loud, aren't they? And they, and they yeah. don't reflect the minority. I think. I think 85, 90% of people know that Sam Johnston has been outstanding for Albion and he's been, for the past four years, he's been a very, very, very good goalkeeper. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, you're going to get some stick on social media. You're going to get someone saying you're not doing your job properly. It's just the way it goes with territory now for your footballer, unfortunately. It's true. Like, and then I mean, we get it, don't we? Like, it's the same. You just can't please everyone. Um, it's as simple as that. There does seem to be a little bit of a <clears throat> issue with Sam in the sense that I think Ben Foster was extremely popular. And I think perhaps some, I think Sam is punished for not being Ben Foster at times, um, which is a bit of a strange one. But obviously, I didn't cover Albion when Ben Foster was there, but I know obviously was a very good goalkeeper and a very popular figure. Um, but yeah, look, I think everyone, and everyone knows that Sam is an excellent goalkeeper and he's been brilliant for Albion over the last four years. He's, we couldn't, you couldn't really ask any more from him um, than what he's done, really. I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, interesting. Just on them, just before we move on to to, to other matters, just uh, there's quite a few young young players on that list, aren't there? But I suppose best wishes from everyone, you know, I suppose everyone at the Baggies broadcast, but all Albion fans want to see them play. Don't like seeing players released, but... Hopefully, them young players can go on and carve out good careers for themselves. Um, one player who was offered a deal, who turned it down, um, who has been... When we ask questions, I reckon 60% of the questions people ask this season have been about this guy, despite the fact that he's not even made a first... Well, he made one first-team appearance off the bench. Uh, Joe Reyes clearly turned down a contract offer. Now, we, we've seen all his links. You've given us our expect- explanations about where them links have come from. Um he has scored a decent amount of goals for the 23s. Um, prior to the PL Cup final, which we'll come on to in a bit, he turned down a contract offer, so he wasn't involved in the win over Wolves. Um, what do you what do you make of the whole Reyes Cleary contract turning down situation? I've got a view on it, which I'm going to give in a minute. But what what's your your take on it? it, it can you shed any more light on on what happened at all? No, I can't. I can't really shed any more light on what we than what we've said before um, on the podcast, which is, in my opinion, Reyes Cleary has got a very busy agent. Um, goals breed interest. It's as simple as that. He's um, no, he's done very very well for the under 18s and the under 23s over the last year. That I think his figures are distorted slightly because, um, 
I can't remember what it is, but it basically looks like he scored 30 goals, which he has scored 30 goals last season. But there is a split between them, between under-18s and under-23s. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the lad, but I mean, under-18s, I don't think under-23s football is anywhere near the first team. So under-18s football is even even further away than that. So, yeah, what it appears, to, the situation appears to me is that Reyes Cleary has got Reyes Cleary has scored goals. Let's not let's not hide from that. that it, it, we can all see the figures. He has scored goals. Goals generate interest. Clubs have been sniffing around him. Clubs have sent scouts to watch him, which is of course they're right. And based, it it would appear that he believes his um, <clears throat> well, he believes his future is elsewhere. We, I mean, we literally are repeating ourselves um, in terms of this story. But it, I think it is worth worth. I think it is worth repeating, to be honest, because that's his right. Like, let's not... <clears throat> the, the issue I've, I've got with Ray is clear. He isn't that he wants to leave or wants to pursue other opportunities. That is, like, is his career. He is allowed to do what he wants with it. Um, and if he does get a lucrative offer on the table from elsewhere, or he can join a club where he thinks he'll develop better, or he thinks he can join a club where there'll be a clearer pathway to the thir- first team, then he should do that. Um, he really should do what's best for his career. I'm struggling to see where that'll be. Um, spoke to Rich Beale, the under-23s boss, before that Premier League Cup game. Not about Reyes Cleary in particular. Well, not about Re- not about Reyes Cleary in particular. We, did, we didn't mention Reyes Cleary as an actual person, if you like. But he is absolutely huge on the pathway and making sure that players can see their route into the first team. And he also made the point that Albion are only... In a global football term, Albion are only they're not they're not a, not a big club, are they? If the, the, the truth is, they're not. If I said to you now, can you name forty clubs in the world bigger than Albion? You do it, no problem. Barcelona are bigger, Real Madrid are bigger, Valencia are bigger, Juventus are bigger, like Bayern Munich are bigger. So <clears throat> there are much bigger clubs in the world than Albion. And these are Arsenal are bigger, Everton are bigger, Newcastle are bigger. These are the clubs that have been linked, apparently. And if he goes to those clubs, his pathway is going to be blocked by a lot of players. Um, he's going to have a lot more people ahead of him to, and to, to get in front of, to get anywhere near the first team. Um, I, I think that's a real shame. My issue with it is, as I've said a million times before, is you type Reyes Cleary into Google... And you find out that Bayern Munich want him, that Bayer Leverkusen want him, that Everton want him, that Newcastle want him, that Arsenal want him, that Leeds want him. And as I've said a million times, there isn't a journalist in the country that's got contacts at all those clubs. They certainly can't go from Leeds to Bayer Leverkusen and make calls. Um, so they can only be coming from one person and that's his agent. <clears throat> and that's where I worry about Reyes Cleary. Is he's obviously got an agent in his ear He's obviously got an agent in his ear that's trying to maximise his value at this moment in time. And at 20 years old, he's 18 where he's clear he is. I don't think at 18 you should be worried about the money. If you, <clears throat> if you are a real talent, if you're a, very, if you're a good footballer who can play first team football for someone like a West Brom or in the championship or higher, money is never going to be an issue for you in your career. You will earn astronomical sums of money you will retire a very very rich man i know there's <clears throat> injuries and stuff i know there's there's that danger but i think at 18 years old a talented player who truly cares about his career should be 
at a club where he believes he can break into the first team. And I think I think West Brom would give him that opportunity um, if <clears throat> he was good enough. I still think there's massive question marks over as to whether he's good enough. The people people asking for him to be thrown in straight away, I mean, he's just... He, I, I don't think he's ready. Um, I really don't. But, yeah, I would have... I, I, look, I'm probably a bit biased, but I would say it was it's in his best interest to stay at Albion long term. Um, but who knows? He's going to be one that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Reyes Cleary develops um, and where he goes from here. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You probably covered what everyone was going to say there, but I think it's just... It's indicative of of where football is in terms of agents and stuff, isn't it? I, I've read a, I've read a couple of books from a guy called Michael Calvin who writes a lot about young players in football and a lot about agents. And if anyone gets a chance to read his books, do because he talks about we we hear about agents and for every every I'm not saying Cleary's agent is bad, but for every bad agent, there's probably five good ones. But if, like you say there, Joe, if he was good enough, he'd be an Albion's first team by now, wouldn't he? He, you know, he, he probably will go on and have a good career. But well, I don't know if he would. If, I don't know if he'd be good. He's eighteen at the end of the day, so he's. Good but if he's if if he if he was getting linked with Real Madrid and all these, if if they he's were not getting if, linked Real Madrid, but he's getting well, linked with Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Bayern so if that yeah. so if that link to Bayern Munich is genuine, you'd like to think. But Brez Clear would be in and around Albion's first team at this point if that link is genuine. But it's just, yeah, it's we've seen it before at Albion, haven't we? We've seen players go, you know, Jerome Sinclair went to Liverpool as a 14 year old and, and his career hasn't lived up to the heights that it should have done. Izzy Brown's another one, although he's still playing in the Championship. Well, he's been released by Preston, but um, went to Chelsea, didn't he? And, and all that didn't go didn't go overly well. He probably, if he'd have stayed at Albion, he'd probably have gone and had a really, really good career at, in the Championship or even as a Premier League player. Um, but we've seen it before, haven't we? You know, best wishes to the kid. I hope he does really well. You know, I am gutted because I, I I would love to have seen him. You know, there was a bit of hoo-ha around him. The couple of times I've seen him, he hasn't really shone out much. But, you know, he ha- he obviously had something and he might have done it at Albion. He might have been the next sort of diamond out of out of the academy. But but we'll never know. Um, but that's... We'll caveat that by saying... I'll just caveat that by saying... <clears throat> That, yeah, look, there is the Izzy Brown stories. Everyone knows that the players like that who didn't go on. And then there's players who left who did go on and do well. Yeah. So, like, I'm a massive, massive fan of Tyler Roberts. He plays for Leeds. Um, I'd love to see him back at Albion this summer, if I'm being honest. There's no, there's no link there. I'm just saying I would love to see him back. I think he's a really, really good player. If he signs now, you are a genius. A, he's, not, um, he's not the most popular player at Leeds um, because I think a lot of Leeds fans feel like he's not quite Premier League quality, needs to be in the Championship. They feel like he's not the man to sort of to kick them on. Um, but I watched him play for Walsall. I mean, that was in League One. He was hands down. He was the best player by an absolute mile in the division. And I mean, like, by an absolute mile. Um, <clears throat> he, um, he's he gone to Leeds. He's played 100 times for Leeds. Um, obviously, he was part of the team that went up. Um he's only 23 he plays for Wales every time he's called in and he never really played for Albion I think he had one substitute appearance um, so Tyler Roberts said no do you know what Thank, thanks but no thanks West Brom I'm going to go and go another way um, he went to Leeds and in my opinion he's done very very well for a 23 year old he's played 100 times for Leeds one promotion with them played in the Premier League I think he's if he does leave this summer which I'm not saying he will but he can look back and be like yeah do you know what that's 
That's good innings, really, for the for the three or four years I've been there. I've done all right. Um, so yeah, Reyes Cleary could go on and might who knows? He might sign for Bayer Leverkusen. He might finish as get ten goals in the Bundesliga next season. I I, I really don't think he's anywhere near ready. Um, I really don't. Um, but yeah, I just it's just it's just the stories with Reyes with Reyes Cleary that concern everyone. I think like it's that how much media how how much a lad who has made one substitute appearance for Albion in an FA Cup game where we were resting players, how many headlines he has got. And I don't think, and I'm a journalist, I don't think that sits right with anyone. Like, we want stories, I get it, but Freyas Cleary hasn't done anything to warrant headlines in national newspapers. And yet, he's had a hell of a lot of them. And, and that just doesn't really sit right with me and just naturally makes you concerned about his future, I think, and what exactly is going on. Yeah. Um, but he was at the Premier League Cup game. He was on the pitch. He celebrated with his teammates because he obviously got, I think, got he would have got a winner's medal because he would have um, obviously did play in that competition en route to the final. Um, it's just a bit sad, really, because speaking to Caleb Taylor, reading on Zach Ashworth quotes, I spoke to Ethan Ingram after that game, and that under twenty threes team, they're like a band of brothers. They're like they're so tight. They're so, so tight as a group. Um, like Ethan Ingram's the old boy of the group. Like he's been, he joined like, I think he joined like four years ago um, when he was like 16. Whereas everyone else has been there since they were like 10. It's ridiculous. Like um, they've literally grown up together, that team. Um, they've gone like, it's crazy. They're so close. I thought it was a bit of a shame, really, that he wasn't. He's he's moving on and leaving that behind. But we'll see. Reyes Cleary is is Reyes Cleary not watch because we're not going to follow his progress anymore. But in terms of this podcast, but Reyes Cleary watch in terms of just general interest will be a thing because it is going to be interesting to see how he goes on. Yeah, be interesting to see. Right, let's move on from Reyes Cleary. Too yeah, we're talking about too, too much, much, much Reyes chat. Um, we're going to rattle through these jokes because we've done thirty-eight minutes already, and we've still got a load of questions. Yeah, we've been chatting. Well, to talk about today. I know. Yeah, Joe was a bit worried, but you know, I pulled that back. It's probably that twenty-five minute analysis on mine and yours centre half pair. Padded out. Um, Remain choice is gone. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, we sort of knew. You sort of knew what was going to happen, didn't you? Behind the scenes, you know, Remain choice was on loan at Stoke, um, but he Albion have decided. To, against renewing his his contract joe just your opinion on that uh very very mixed opinion on it uh very 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 mixed um don't quite know what to think if i'm honest um i don't know if it's the right thing or the wrong thing i really don't know and only time is going to tell really i think as things stand remain size is without doubt the best passer of the ball in that squad uh, i think you made case he's probably the best mid- central midfielder in the squad um Boyhood Baggies fan, loves playing for the club. I think would have jumped at the chance to have another opportunity at it. Um, is he better than what we got? I think he is. Um, but he would have been on a decent championship wage. Not astronomical, but he would have been on a decent championship wage. Bruce has to get players out. And I think we've got to give Bruce a chance to spend some money. Like I think he's got to be able to bring in his own players. Um, and so he is. Sawyer's has been let go for that reason. It, it, was, it, was, it was. We were unsure what was going to happen with him um, because Bruce talked him up in a couple of presses, and he did say um, that he was a fan of his and that he wished he'd had him last season. 
Um, and he also said that if Stoke had asked him to play, for Soyuz to play in the Alvin Stoke game, he would have categorically said no because Soyuz was too good a player. He would, he would, he would not, would, would not have allowed that to happen. So, yeah, we found out at the weekend that they decided no, and Soyuz have been informed. Um, but yeah, it's a there was a real logic to keeping him, and there was a real logic to letting him go. Um, and I think we'll know what the right decision was when we see what Albion's midfield is looking like after 10 games next season. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted he's gone, to be honest. He got a bit flagged, didn't he? But, but never mind, wishing him all the best. Uh, Cedric Kipre looks to be heading out of the deck at door. Joe, have you got any? What's the latest on that? I know, I think, I think it was Rangers and, was it Lens were interested? Mets. Mets. Um, Mets. Yeah, from what we understand, Rangers and Mets are interested in Cedric Kipra. Um, not Norwich, which was a bizarre link that came out from somewhere, but that's not true. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else... Yeah, what we could say... I'll shoehorn this segment in now, but with, I was gonna, I'm going to put a story out about it tomorrow. But Steve Bruce has not told anyone they're not part of his plans next season. Even if they aren't, he hasn't told them that. Um, he hasn't. He doesn't think that's the right way to do things because uh, you don't know who you're going to have to keep and who's... Um, so he hasn't had those conversations with anyone. But from what we understand, Cedric Kipra has been, is available for transfer, and that Cedric Kipra is quite keen, would be quite keen on a move if it means if he's not going to play at Albion, he wants to be playing. Um, Range is an interesting one because they're slightly they're going, Connor Goldson is going to leave there, um, and Kipra has previously done very well in the SPL with Motherwell. Um, it's understood that sort of he's been on Rangers radar ever since that he was in Scotland last. Um, so um, that's a real possibility. But yeah, I I would I would be surprised if Cedric Kipra. I wouldn't. I, I would be surprised if Cedric Kipra starts the season with Albion. I think he will be one of the players to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to potential incomings. Joe Jed Wallace is. Probably the one, well, and John Swift, but Jed Wallace. We've seen Gary Rowett talking about Jed Wallace and his family links to, to to Steve Bruce the other day. Can we? Have you got any more on that, or are we just sort of ongoing? Yes, we have actually. I'm going to put this story up. I might do it today. I might do it tomorrow. We'll see. But you can listen to it anyway because it's not not it's not really my story. It's from the brilliant, not the top twenty podcast. Um, my probably my favorite. Well, it is my favorite podcast. Um, part ours. Um. And Jed Wallace is getting married this weekend, I think. Um, so congratulations, Jed. And he is going to make a decision on his future after his wedding. Probably, you'd imagine his honeymoon. The quotes say after his wedding, but you'd imagine he will um, go on honeymoon, wouldn't you? And the interesting thing is, he has just been on holiday um, to Dubai. And he stayed at the same hotel as Callum Robinson, Sam Johnston... And Alex Mowat, um, which is interesting. Also, another player who I don't know who he is. Should Google him, really. Kenny McLean? Not a clue. Not a clue. Let's have a little Google, shall we? Kenny McLean, Scottish football player, who plays for... Norwich. Um, so he's been away. They, all those footballers were at that, that hotel. Um so, which I thought was interesting. God, uh, you've got your spies everywhere. You have, haven't you, Massey? Well, it's just, um, yeah, he talked, Joe Boyce told the Not Top 20 podcast this. So, um, 
But yeah, he said some really interesting... If it, It's really worth a listen. If you're interested in Jeb Wallace, that podcast, I did it last week. It, it, they did a live one, um, which we will never do because I've not got the bottle. Um, yeah, we will. No, we won't. Um, but yeah, he said some really interesting things in terms of... Yeah, obviously, was all those Albion players were in his hotel. Um, and that he really, really wants to play in the Premier League. Like, he's ambitious. He basically said that um, he played in a pre-season friendly for Wolves once where Connor Cody was in that team one of his best mates and Connor Cody has gone on to captain England basically and obviously he's spent his whole career well last six years at Millwall in the championship he believes he's good enough to play in the Premier League he really wants a shot at it whether or not he'll get a shot at it um, actually an actual move to the Premier League remains to be seen if he doesn't he's going to have to pick a club that um, he thinks has got the best chance of getting in there which West Brom will be one of those clubs won't it like there's no like, we don't know how next season's going to go. We know last season was dreadful, but in the, when it comes to the championship, we are a big fish. Um, and if we've got Jeb Wallace on the side, probably the most consistent attacker that, that's been in the championship for the past five years, um, he would make a massive difference. So, yeah, interesting comments for him. It, it, he talks he talks really well about Millwall. It's definitely, he's definitely not closed the door on staying there, but I think he will leave. Um, when you hear his comments, yeah, he really wants to crack at the Premier League, and I think he thinks that last season was Millwall's best chance of doing it. Um, if there's a Premier League offer on the table, I think Jeb Wallace will go to a Premier League club. I don't, just don't know if there is going to be, and if there isn't, I think Albion are going to be right, right in the mix. I really do, yeah. right yeah. in the mix. Um, another one heavily linked, John Swift. Is that? Is that ongoing as well, Joe? Or yeah, yeah, ongoing. Like we know for a fact that Albion want Joe Bullis and, and and John Swift. Um, we're pretty confident as well. They want Dara Lenahan at Blackburn. They're sort of arguably three of the biggest free agents on the market. Um, but look, the truth is, the, the the truth is, Albion are in the free agent market, and players' contracts don't expire until the end of July. Hang on, end of June, isn't it? End June, of June, sorry, yeah, end of June, first of July. Um, first of July and the June, yeah. So we've got four weeks until those contracts expire for five weeks, really. Um, and that's when a lot of free agents will move. Um, so yeah, look, things can happen. You, we all know that people can announce where they're going to go. They can say, "Oh, we're going to sign once our contracts expired." You can do all those things. Um, but the the players Albion are after, i.e. Jed Wallace and John Swift, they're going to take their time. They're going to they're going to wait for their best option. They're going to they're going to. It's just not going to be quick. Um, so, but yeah, we know that they really want Swift, and we know they really want Wallace. And we know what we also know is that they're in for both. One doesn't depend on the other. Steve Bruce wants to start next season with John Swift and Jed Wallace in his starting eleven. He wants them both. Yeah. No, that's that's good to know, isn't it? It's good to know they're both in for both. Any other rumours, Joe? That you know we've had names banding around Kieran Clark, one of the long staff brothers, Carl Darlow, which I think that one's been rubbished. Yeah, Kieran you know. Clark, I don't know anything about. I don't know absolutely nothing about Kieran Clark. Couldn't say if we're in from or not. Um, I don't know um, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, there's a th- there was three players who were linked last week who I've been told. That, that none of those rumours are true. So that was Carl Darlow. Um, it's a strange rumour anyway, considering they just dropped two goalkeepers' new contracts as well. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of nonsensical, really. Yeah. Um, it feels a bit like Albion have lost Sam Johnston, therefore someone thinks Steve Bruce needs a goalkeeper. 
Oh, yeah. Steve Bruce used to manage Newcastle. Let's link Cardalo with Newcastle, West Brom West because Brom, Steve yeah. Bruce is there. Completely ignoring the fact that Albany have just given him a two-year deal, I think, to David Button and a four-year deal to Alex Palmer. And we've also got Josh Griffiths, who's yeah. the wild card in it all. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, Cardalo, nothing in it. Um, Connor Horan, nothing in it, is what I understand. You never know, it could be proved wrong, but no, I, my, my understanding is there's nothing in Connor Horan. And the other one was Elliot. Is it Elliot Andrews? Is that and- Anderson. Elliot Anderson, which I thought there would be something in, if I'm honest. The lad who was on loan at Bristol Rovers last season scored the seventh goal um, to get them promoted. Very, very direct, number 10, carries the ball well. Um, I thought there would be something in that because um, Bruce has mentioned getting a few Premier League loans because he's at Newcastle. Um, but yeah, from what I gather, he's not on the list either. But again, things can change. Um Things can change. It's a, like like we said, there's a long way to go. It's still very, very early in the window. But yeah, from what I gather, those three players are not transfer targets as, this, as things stand. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or alternatively you can call 01902 553818. Being an adoptive parent can be challenging but it also brings great rewards. If you're interested in finding out more please contact Adoption at Heart today by visiting adoptionatheart.org.uk. There we go there's the latest. Um, Joe you've got a minute on this because we are so well, not tight for time, but we're we're not we're knocking on. Um, we haven't sort of had a one on one chat since the the twenty threes PL Cup final. Just sum up what what the night was like for you. It was uh, it was arguably the best night of the season for West Brom. Bizarrely, best night of the season. Um, weird to end the season on such a high. We said it on the video, didn't we? We had fans zone coming back. We had unbelievable season ticket prices. We had a Premier League Cup win. Um, really, really good good night. Hawthorns was buzzing. Um, Albion fans are brilliant. Don't like Dingles, but they were brilliant as well. Um, the atmosphere was cracking. Both sets of fans were going at it from minute one to, to the end. It was a cracking atmosphere. It really was. Um, and yeah, football was really, really good um, in terms of Albion really had to dig in. I mean, that, it's interesting because Wolves have got players from all over the world in their team. They've got a four and a half million pound wing back, I think, or centre back or something. It's crazy. Albion's players... And eight of them grew up. They weren't born in, but eight of them grew up within 15 miles of the Hawthorns. Um, so they had to dig in, Albion. They had to find a way to win that game. In terms of player for player, pound for pound, Wolves had a far superior 11. Um, but football's all about winning, just like our uh, charity game. And they dug in, mate. They dug in. They were resilient. They were organised. They took their chances when they came. And... They won an epic penalty shootout. So yeah, it was it was really good. There we go. I think that was less than a minute. Well done. Yeah, um, our questions. I think we'll have covered a lot of the questions anyway. Yeah, so. yeah probably. Uh, right, questions. Um, 
yeah, we've got plenty of them. Um, but yeah, we won't go through them all. We've covered quite a few. Um, but first one comes from Luke Stanley. Any idea where Tullock is pl- uh, ha- slash plans for him? I was expecting to see him on the release list after he wasn't involved in the final the other week. I now assume he is injured again or potentially under contract, Joe. Yeah, he's under contract. He's contracted as 2024. Um, so he's got a couple more years yet. Um, I got, I got, look, I, I don't know. Is I mean, look, you would have to, you would assume he is injured. I mean, there's, he would have been involved in that Premier League Cup final if he wasn't. Um, whenever I've seen the under 23s play, he's always been on the standout player. So he would have been involved if he could. Um, and Albion were giving up an awful lot of experience in that game. So he, he would have definitely have played, I would have thought, if he was fit. Um, yeah, contracted for two more years. Um, look, Steve Bruce was not happy with his forward line last season. He really thinks there's not a lot of pace in it. Um, he want, he's desperate to add pace um, to his attack this season. Um, I think if Tulloch didn't manage to find a way in last season, and let's be honest, he was overtaken by Tom Fellows. I think he's struggling at Albion as things stand. I think he, for him now... There's no doubt in his, he's a talent, but he needs to play. Now, he didn't go out on loan last season, which I couldn't believe after his loan the year before at Doncaster was basically ended in the second game of the season um, with a really nasty injury. He needs to go out on loan and play 40 games next season. He needs to go to League One and tear it up. Um, because Cause if he does that, then he comes back to Albion and we go, oh, we've got a 20-goal striker from League One. You know, you'd like to think the following season of that Albion would be in the Premier League. But then you, you've got a player there where fans can get excited about. It. They can't really get excited about Tullock at the moment because he's really done an awful lot. No, he's, he's, I think he's nowhere near it at the minute. But that's not to say he hasn't got a, real, a chance still. But no. he, he does need. He does need to go. I think he needs to go out on loan anyway. It'd be great for someone like I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Know, it's difficult. I tell you what, the problem for Tullock's got just generally is that everyone's playing three five two now. Everyone's playing three five two, and he is a winger. Mm. Same, it's very few clubs that are playing out and out wingers anymore. That's an issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still stands. He needs we'll that line. We'll see. Important question: Do you have any idea when the new kits will be released? No, sorry, loads of people have asked that. Um, someone messaged me actually, DM me saying, "I know you don't care about kits, but do you know when um, it's going to be released?" <laughs> and the truth is, I don't care about kits. Um, you can remember that from podcast. Well, we would have done it at the start of the season because nobody liked the kit, did they? Um, the only thing I will say is, surely on the kit is surely, surely, surely it'll be proper stripes again. Better ad be. Better um, ad be, or or Gourlay will have a riot on his hands. Yeah, I don't think they'll make. Like I said, I don't really care about it, but I do think that was a mistake in hindsight because a lot of people do care about it, um, and uh, you'd imagine they wouldn't. They would rectify that this year. For me, as an Albion fan, stripes are less important to me than Albion's away kit being green and yellow. I hate it when their away kit's not green and yellow. Uh, no, it should be green and yellow. I agree. Yeah, I hate green. it. Hate it. All the way about. I had a couple of couple of banging away kits over the years, but um, right. Uh, Leah Watkins, I get the impression Bruce will want championship or even Premier League experience in new signings, but how important is it to sign exciting talent from the leagues below as well? Interesting question, although I imagine sort of the answer in that comes is players from league below will cost a little bit of money, which Albion are not really going to spend. 
I think the answer to that is, is you've got to understand where Albion are at this moment in time. And that is, they haven't got a technical director or they haven't got their head of football operations, whatever he's going to be called. And the football board is very, very new. Um, so it was interesting. When at Steve Bruce's unveiling, which feels like for absolutely forever ago now, um, Ron Gourlay was asked why he had the manager title and why he wasn't the head coach, which is obviously the normal... Albion way, obviously Valerian Ishmael was head coach, um, Steve Bruce's manager. And Gourlay said then that Albion need a manager. They, they need a manager. They need someone who can take charge of recruitment, who can identify players, who can bring them in. Because the structure that I think we'd all like to see at Albion, I think the way everyone sort of accepts now football has to be, a football club has to be run when it comes to a recruitment department, isn't in place. Um, and I think what you... I've said this so many times, but you just don't click your fingers and get it. Like, we, we know Albion want a head of football operations. We've known that for months, and yet there's still been no announcement. It's hard to get these the right people in place. And I think if everything goes well at Albion, if everyone does their jobs, not even, like, if everyone does their jobs, like, satisfactorily, like, if Gourlay, he doesn't have to pull up any trees, but if he does a 7 out of 10 job for the next two years and other people do their jobs 7 out of 10 then I think in a couple of years' time, there'll be a big shift in the recruitment because they'll have people in place who've been spending more time in the lower leagues, who've been spending more time scouting players abroad. That's definitely what they want to do. But I think at this moment in time, and I, and I, I wouldn't be surprised me if, if Steve Bruce leaves in two years' time or three years' time, it wouldn't surprise me if the next manager was a head coach. I would expect them to go back to that model. But I think at this moment in time... Ron Gourlay feels, and he's probably uh, he's probably right, that Albion need a manager. That manager is Steve Bruce, and he is determined to compete for promotion to the Premier League. And he and yeah. look, he wants to be the record holder. He's won four he's won four promotions from the Championship to the Premier League in his career. No one's ever done it a fifth time. I think that would be a great way for Steve Bruce to sort of end his managerial career. I'm not saying he'd go if he got a sub. I'm just saying that to be a five would be pretty special, really. Um, so I think for that reason, he is going to go very much tried and tested, if you like. He he thoroughly believes that you can really add quality from the Premier League on loan. The Harvey Barnes type of player who, let's be honest, none of us had ever heard of before he signed for Albion and obviously was yeah. far too good for the division. That type of player is obviously so important and Bruce recognises that. But you can see why we want Jed Wallace. You can see why we want John Swift. Because they are they have done it all at this level. And I think that's the way a manager does things, isn't it? Um, further down the line, you'd like to think we'll be trying to pick up a few gems in League One, League Two, even non-league. Um, and definitely abroad. Um, definitely, definitely abroad. Because it has got yeah. so boring, really, Albion's recruitment. Yeah, Harvey Barnes, good memories. Good memories. Good memories. Uh, pre-season plans, Joe. We know they're going away. Um, do we know any more about at home and abroad? Um, I don't think we really know much more than what we've said before, which is, which is, it's not going to be long. Um, so I think they're back mid-June. 
from what I understand, and this is only from like conversations we've had with Steve Bruce, but they weren't confirmed. These plans weren't confirmed at the time, and obviously things change. And he's I haven't spoke to him since the last game. Um, but all the they're going to Portugal. Um, all the players who that he's got a two week camp in Portugal starting in mid June. All the players who have been injured, so Daryl DK, Kenza Hall, probably Carl Bartley now, um, Alex Moa, they will all go for an extra week. Wouldn't surprise me if it was like the 13th of June, something like that, or the 20th of June, would be one of them. Um, they will go for a week as like an, just to get an extra week's training under their belts because they've been injured. Then all the other players will go out um, another week. Another week. In Portugal, then at that weekend they'll play the first preseason friendly, um, which we expect to be late in Orient, but could change. Um, so yeah, it's probably like a month today. Actually, today's the twenty fifth of May, and twenty fifth of June is Saturday. Maybe that's the first friendly. Probably is. Not long. Blimey. Yeah, yeah not long indeed. Um... A few more questions. Uh, update on O'Shea's contract talks. Um, um, go. Thanks for reminding me. Desperately need to look into it. I haven't done anything about it. <laughs> we'll look into it. Look into it. A few more. Uh, Spencer George. Thoughts on overhaul in pre-match entertainment inside the ground. Light shows, new music, etc. Need to look at other sports, T20, AFL, NFL, etc. See what can be done. Adds to the feeling of value for money and helps build the atmosphere. In brackets, just no fire for Johnny Dreary star. Now, I said, no, I I'm not having fire in football grounds. Um, also, light shows, not to uh, slag off our friends across the black country, but nah, not for me. It's not the X Factor, it's a football match. Um, what do you think, Joe? What's your opinion on... We know that there's going to be entertainment outside the ground, which is going to be changed this year with the with the fan zone, which is fantastic. That's coming back. Um, but what what's your opinion on the inside the ground? Yeah, I agree. light shows, fireworks, etc. I agree. It's a bit boring. Um, and mm. this is what we said before. It's just things have moved on, haven't they? Things you can't just. It's not just a football anymore. You've got to give people more. And yeah I agree I agree things like that and something a bit more needs to be done inside the ground um I'm not I, I don't I don't I don't I quite like the fire um I'm not big on the lights um, say when I like the fire on a on a Tuesday night in December yeah that's the, and when it's my side of the pitch but apart from that nah I'm not having it um but yeah stuff like that just to make it a bit more respectable I agree needs to be done um obviously costs money but yeah it's all a bit Everything's gone a little bit flat, hasn't it? Yeah, and like, I don't know, if we carry on going, we could be down the route of T20, we'll have a bloody jacuzzi in the corner, in the Woodman corner, in the Woodman end, something like that. It's just a bit, yeah, it's, I'm ranting now, but yeah, it does need to change inside the ground. Yeah, a few, there's some different things, but but yeah, not not fireworks and light shows. I'm not having that. No, I'm not having that. I'm gonna, if that happens, I'm going to write to Ron, tell him, <laughs> tell him what I think. Not that he'll ever listen to me. Um, pre-season fixtures Wallace and Swift we've touched on that um, what else have we got we'll have a, two more um, which Premier League players do you think we could tempt into a, a season long loan deal um, that's a on the spot question there from Max WBA underscore Max who would you like to see Joe on a, a potential Premier League loan um, I mean again we're going over all ground really but the, I mean the one is 
Liam Delap, isn't it? Yes, of um, course. You mentioned it before. Um, like he bangs them in for Man City. Didn't didn't really get anywhere near the first team last season. I think. Yeah, he'd be very very good. Um, who's that lad at Tottenham? Who went? I think they paid Leeds like loads of money for him. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Well, Jack Clark, know. isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Jack Clark. Winger. Yeah. Um Yeah, he'd be I think he'd be decent. Um Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I, I don't I don't know a lot an awful lot about um I know someone who does though. Don't know a lot about Premier League under twenty three football. Uh, but I do know someone who does and I'll speak to him and see if he can recommend five signings. Um for Albion, because there's no doubt the talent is there. It's like crazy, really. It's like I've always thought Keenan Davis would be a great signing for Albion. Like, I noticed the Villa thing and stuff, and like, this, yeah, I, I was, I'd, I'd loved him Albion this season, and then I don't think a lot of people would have had him, but he's absolutely smashed it at Forest. Smashed yeah. it. There's another uh, guy at Man City as well, a guy who's done quite well. He's probably a bit above Albion Station, but Cole Palmer, his name is. He scored a couple of goals in the FA Cup. He gets on the bench um, a lot now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's in and around the first team, so he's probably above. If West Brom were in the Premier League, then yeah, potentially, but um, I think he's a bit above there. First, I'm just looking at Man City's squad now, and it always makes me laugh. I'll tell you what it's like. I'd like Billy yeah, Gilmore. Billy Gilmore, yeah, potentially. Didn't, didn't really do, do it in Norwich, did he? No. No, but he's got big potential, isn't he? I think he'd add something to us. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Interesting. Sorry, I'm just looking through Man City squad on their website, and I always laugh when I see Scott Carson on there. He's a, he's got a good good job, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, he's got a good job. Uh, final one. We are knocking on. We've gone past the hour mark now. Uh, the Thursday Frostle. What's your gut feeling about Albion's how Albion's next season will go? Optimistic, pessimistic, indifferent? Question mark. Looks like it'll be quite a competitive season given the other teams in the league. Um, I'm always glass half full, but you've got to wait until what the, the I think you've probably Joe got to wait until the business see what's done in the summer and then you probably reevaluate your prediction. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, look, you could we just we, we can't. Uh, how can you say at this moment in time? Look, if Albion get Jed Wallace and John Swift, I'm going to be excited. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I think that I think they're top draw. Especially Jed Wallace. I mean, I just think he's unbelievable. So, if they were to get those two players, you're thinking, well, not a lot of. I genuinely believe a lot of Albion's problems can be fixed in the transfer market um, yeah. this summer. It's kind of a unique how much can be fixed in by signings. Really, you can really see the flaws in the team, and you can really see that lack of creativity, a lack of pace, that lack of drive. Um, so it all comes down to those signings. I think it's really exciting that we're in for those players and we're in for both of them. But everyone knows that there's going to be multiple people in for them. And they're going to have plenty of offers. Can we get both done? It'll be If you said to me now, I'll guarantee you one, I'd probably take it. Um, because they are the two. If you look at... Look, I don't, I don't really know. The website TransferMark, they don't quite know how they work out their values. Um, I think they just guess. But the top like free agents are Sam Johnston, ten million. Well, he's obviously ours and gone. John Swift next, six point three million. Jeb Wallace next, five point eight million. Then John Michael Sari at Fulham. He'll probably go abroad. Then Tom Lawrence. And then Lee. he's a player I'd like to see at Albion. Mm, I'm not sure about him. No, I like Lawrence. 
Um, so look, they basically take they are the two most expensive in terms of what people would expect to pay for those players if they were to command the fee. They're the two most expensive players in the championship as things stand that become free agents. For Albion to get both would be pretty incredible. Um, but if they do, exciting times. If they get one of them, I think they're going to have a backup plans, aren't they, for ones they don't get. So if they don't get Jeb Wallace, they'll probably find another right winger. But yeah, it'd be, you just, you just got to wait and see. It's so, it's so early. It's so early. It is um, early. We're not, I'm, I mean, we're not excited by this squad as it stands, are we? We saw what happened to them last season. Um, so we can only be excited by exciting additions um, and we don't know what they're going to be yet yeah there we go thank you very much for your questions sorry for the ones we didn't read out although the ones we didn't read out we probably covered them anyway because um, we, we probably spoke about more on this podcast than we do in the middle of the season we, we're, we're, we're good aren't we Joe we can always find stuff to talk about Um but are you expecting much in the next couple of weeks, Joe? Are you expecting to be just sort of fine as we wrap up? Are you expecting to be a bit of a slow burner now until we until we get into July? Until we get until we get into June. June, um, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not expecting much over the next sort of five, six days. Um, probably not really next week either. To be honest, I think everyone is downtime. Um, yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, things will start kicking off. You never know. There might be a sign in, but. Yeah, I think it's, I think uh, I think it's going to be more quiet and it's going to be busy. Just one signing would be nice, and that would kick us along yeah. a few days. That would keep everyone, yeah. that would lift the spirits. But wet the wet the appetite. Wet the appetite. Yeah. Um, there we go. Just as we spoke about at the top of the program, the, our schedule now. We're going to do one more with me and Joe to wrap up the end of the series. That'll come after our guest episodes. Um, we've got plenty of them in the next couple of weeks so and I know you're itching to, to hear them so we'll have them out over the next two, three, four weeks um, we'll have a bit of a break and then we'll be back um, refreshed ready for the new season um, just finally before we before we wrap up uh, just a couple of couple of announcements I've seen this morning uh, well into West Brom women they had, I think they had their uh, awards evening last night so uh, congratulations to all the award winners there um, they've done well this season obviously their big game at the Hawthorns um, as well, so they've had a good season. And uh, happy birthday to James Morrison. I've seen on Alvin's oh, Twitter yeah. this morning. James Morrison, thirty-six years old today. I'm, I'm almost. I said this a few weeks ago. I'm also hundred percent. He could still do a job in centre midfield for Albion. To be perfectly honest. Um, so yeah, season, yeah. So have a have a good birthday. But there we go. Um, another episode. Another baggies broadcast done. There's not much action going on at the moment, but me and Joe still managed to pad out more than an hour for you. So I hope you listen, enjoy listening to this on your. Uh, your walk or your dog walk or your commute to work. Um, but you, have, you won't have to listen to me and Joe for the next few weeks because we've got uh, Sam Field, Hal robinson Carney, Paul Robinson, Derek McInnes and potentially one more, um, which Joe is working on. Joe's uh, Joe's making some calls. He's got some big meetings this week. Um, so we'll see what, see what comes up. But hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. Hal robinson Carney will be with you next week. Uh, enjoy that episode. Um, and again, it's goodbye for me. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye.